You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from his word today. Most of the time when I stand behind the pulpit and I'm getting ready to deliver the message to you that God has delivered to me, I think in my mind, this is a life-changing message. And my thoughts are truly at that place today as I'm going to speak to you on life's choices. Are the choices you make in life important? Yes or no? Now we would have to admit that some choices that we make are more important than others. But every choice that we make in life impacts our life in one way or the other. Now, if you're active at all, if you do more than just sit around in your lazy boy eating potato chips and gaming, you probably make hundreds of choices every day. Many of those choices that we make, we're totally unaware of the fact that we've even made them. Just a part of living. But choices have consequences. And so I want to talk about that today. I heard this statement that says, decision determines your destiny. I think that's right. It determines your destiny in life now, but it also determines your destiny on into the future. In the passage of scripture that I'm going to read, actually it covers all the way from chapter 27 all the way through chapter 30 here of the book of Deuteronomy where Moses over and over and over and over and over and over, I mean he is so repetitive in addressing the nation of Israel concerning blessing and cursing, concerning the decisions that they are going to make in life. And how those decisions will either result in God's blessing upon their life or it will result in God's cursing upon their life. Now I know we would get 100% agreement here today that every one of us want God's fullest blessing on our lives. Give me your hand if you please. Okay, 100% vote. If you voted opposite of that, there is something wrong with you. But we all want God's fullest blessing upon our life. Here we find an episode that is taking place in the history of the nation of Israel. They are about to enter into the promised land. Now I want you to picture this in your mind. On one side, on the, on the left-hand side, on the north, is Mount Ebal. On the right is Mount Gerizim. In between is the valley or the passageway into the promised land. So one mountain on one side, one mountain on the other side. The nation of Israel is in the valley. They are about ready to pass into the promised land in which Moses could not go. But as he was leading the people to the land of promise... He stops there in that valley because he knew he could not go any further. And he says these words to the children of Israel. Will you serve 
and obey the Lord your God, or will you go after other gods and serve them? He brings God's people to a place of decision. Before you enter the promised land, I want you to make a decision. Who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve the Lord or are you going to serve other gods? Remember the people said, we will serve the Lord. But they didn't. Their hearts seemed to be in the right place upon entering into the promised land. But they didn't do what they said they were going to do. They did not serve the Lord, but their heart was quickly turned towards the gods of this world. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Moses addressing the people. And it shall come to pass, when all these things, all the things he has just talked about, the blessing and the curse, are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all nations, whether the Lord thy God hath driven thee. Now verse 2. And thou shalt return unto the Lord thy God, and thou shalt obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Now drop down to verse 19 and verse 20. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and what? To choice. To choice that they were making upon entering the promised land. And it is a choice that we make today. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life. That both thou and thy seed may live. Or thy children and thy children's children. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and thou mayest obey his voice. That thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life, and the length of thy days. That thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Heavenly Father, I pray you would bless the preaching of your word today as we look at a, a number of scriptures that have to do with this whole issue of making the right choices in life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. After Moses speaks these words, he goes on to say this, Keep the words of this covenant and do them. Make a decision that you're going to obey the Lord. Keep the words of this covenant and do them. And then he says this, that ye may prosper. Does God want you to prosper? Do you want to prosper? This preacher wants you to prosper. What is the key to prosperity in life? 
and the words of this covenant and do them that ye may prosper in all that ye do. And Moses made an end of speaking all these words about blessing and cursing to all Israel. And he said unto them, Set your hearts unto all the words which I have testified among you this day, which ye shall command to your children to observe and to do all the words of this law. So what is the key to having God's blessing and prosperity upon your life? You obey God. You obey God. You, you obey all the words of this book that the Lord has given to us. If you purpose with your heart, if you make that decision, I am going to serve and I am going to obey the Lord in my life. God promises, listen to me, He is on record as stating that He will bring blessing and prosperity to you. Deuteronomy chapter 28, turn there. We're going to look at verse 1 through verse 3. As I said, this whole context is chapter 27 all the way through chapter 30. Right in the middle of that, chapter 28, there, say amen. Verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all of his commandments. We can't pick and choose, amen. It's not a smorgasbord. Under the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all the nations of the earth. And all these, what's the word? I can't hear you, what? Blessings. And all these blessings shall come upon thee. An interesting word here, overtake thee, literally mean they will tackle you. How would you like to be tackled with the blessing of God? That God's blessings are so great, you're trying to get away from them. Sounds like a Trump rally, doesn't it? <laughs> but God's going to tackle you with them anyway. That is how much God wants to bless your life. And bless my life. And I believe bless this church. And I believe bless our nation. If we would only make a decision. That we are going to obey the Lord. In everything. Hmm. All these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be. But drop down to verse 15. But, but, it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, statutes, which I command thee this day, that all of these, what church? Curses. All these curses shall come upon thee and they will overtake thee. You'll be tackled with the curse instead of the blessing. Cursed shalt thou be. Now I don't, want to, I don't know about you, but I want to be on the, the blessed category. And I know that the only way to get there is to obey the Lord. 
Throughout our lives, I believe we will find ourselves in this valley of decision. On one side, you have right. On the other side, you have what? Wrong. The decisions that you make in life are either right or they're wrong, they're good, or they are bad. There's no in-between. So what will your decision be when you're in that valley? Now, I've told you this before, and I want to repeat it again because it's, it's so much a part of who I am as a pastor. Every time I stand behind this pulpit, I have this overwhelming love for you as I look out. Sometimes I'm frustrated with you, believe me. Some of you I'd like to wring your neck, but if I wring it, it's out of love. But I look out at my people, and I'm telling you, my heart is full of love every time I stand behind this pulpit. Because you know that the reason that I do what I do, the reason that I try to exhort you every Sunday and motivate you and inspire you to obey God is because I want his fullest blessing upon your life. It's the thing that drives me. When I'm in my office and I'm preparing to deliver a message to you, that's where my heart is. God, bless my people. But I know this, the only way that you are going to be blessed in your life is if you make that decision, I'm going to obey the Lord. Paul said these words to the Colossians, whom we preach, warning every man. Not everyone likes warning, but it's part of the preacher's job. Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. But I'll tell you, when I stand before the Lord, what an honor it would be to present every one of you to Christ as being perfected in him. The book of Proverbs. What is Solomon's heart for his son? That his son would obey God. Why? So his son could be blessed. That's how I feel about my children. That's how I feel about my grandchildren. And that's how I feel about every one of you here today. Why? Because your decisions will determine your destiny. Not only in this life, but on into the future. I've now been in the ministry long enough. 36 years of just preaching to some of you. That's not including the years I was preaching when I was going to college. I even pastored a church when I was in college. So I have many years of standing behind the pulpit. And I've watched over the years how so many have made wrong choices that have adversely affected their life, that have thrown them into the cursed category. It not only has affected their life, it has affected their family, and yes, it has affected our church. And it has broken my heart. I have also watched, however, over the years, and I've watched many of you who have purposed to obey God and walk with God. 
to serve him and not serve the gods of this world. And I have watched as God's blessing has come upon your life. As God has not only blessed you, he's blessed your family, and he's blessed this church because of you. But why was it? Because you made a decision. You chose to serve the Lord. So I was thinking about all this. I thought of seven principles of choice. Seven principles of choice that I want to share with you today in the time that we have left. Principle number one, and I know I have a tendency to belabor these points, and I'll try not to do that. But principle number one, you are free to choose. I can't make you choose right, but you are free to choose. God has given to every one of us a free will. Choose life, Moses said. Choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. You go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Did God give Adam and Eve a free will to choose? He told them what to do. He told them what not to do. He said, of all the trees of the garden, you may freely eat. You have a free will. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat thereof. For God knowest that in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. But Satan was able to convince them through his subtlety. That God was not telling them the truth. And that if they would just disobey God, if they would just make the choice to disobey, then they would have blessing. We know the result of that. And we're all still living it out, aren't we? The Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Don't tell me for a minute that God's will is always done. It's not. You either choose to obey God or you choose not to obey God. God's will is not always done on this earth. There's coming a day when it will be though. Hallelujah. But as of today... It's not. Why? Because God has given man a free will. Can I tell you something? God gets blamed for a lot of things. It's nothing more than the free will of man. The prophet Isaiah said, If, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But it's an if. It's all up to you. God speaking through Solomon, I am going to take time to read this passage. Please listen. Book of Proverbs again. But ye have said it not all of my counsel, the Lord says. And you would none of my reproofs. You would not listen to me. So God responds to those who made that wrong choice. 
He said, I also will laugh when your calamity cometh. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh of the whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you. Why? Because of those wrong decisions. Then shall you call upon me and I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they will not find me. For they hated knowledge. They did not choose. They did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all of my reproof. Therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. Don't tell me man does not have a free will. Remember what Jesus said? Our awesome example, not my will, but thine be done. Oh, that we would live our life like that. Jesus said, I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Because of the carnal, fleshly nature of man, our biggest deterrent to making wrong choices is our own free will. Yes or no? Someone said we're our own worst enemies. Because God's ways are not our ways. Joshua. 24.15, a famous verse. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day. Choose you this day. Same as Moses. Israel, we're about to enter the promised land. I cannot go. Because I struck the rock. And I didn't speak to it like God told me to do. But my dear, I can hear him pleading with his people. Here is the promised land. Are you going to obey God or not? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. You know the rest of the verse, say it with me. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Every day, God gives us the freedom of choice to do what we think is going to be the best for us. But not always do we think correctly. My life's verse, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. 
and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. I believe that God has given us all the tools and he's also given us all the information we need to make the right decisions in life. Do you believe that? Say amen. amen. Otherwise, he couldn't say, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is if we had no ability to do that. I think God has given us three incredible tools. One is this blessed book that we have right here in our hand. He's not left it up to us to figure out what is the right or the wrong thing to do in a given situation. He tells us to have this word so much a part of our lives that our senses, our senses will be exercised to discern what is good and evil. That's so much a part of our life, our conscience, our inner man. The filter works. Prophet Isaiah said, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. When you have this word, when you have hidden God's word in your heart, I'm going to tell you, it's like a beacon, a light pointing the way to go in life. This is the way, don't, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. God has given us his word. That's why we're to meditate in it day and night, that we would prosper wherever we go in our lives. But very few of us spend time every day in this book. So God has given us his word. He's also given us some really wise counselors to speak into our lives. I thank God for the wise counselors that the Lord has given to me. I thank the Lord for wise parents. Now that I'm older and have raised my children and have all these grandchildren now around me, I'm so thankful for godly parents who have spoken into my life. My son Ben had an opportunity to be with a, another young man and to go to a conference with him. And this other young man had made a lot of really wrong choices. And my son Ben said to me, he said, Dad, I'm so glad that you and mom just drilled this principle into my life. Over and over again, you drilled it in. And I see this young man violating it and the consequences of that now in his life. He said, Dad, thank you for drilling that into me. That thou and thy seed may live. Let your parents drill the word of God into you. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Receive my words and hide my commandments in thee. Forsake not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. My son, attend unto my wisdom and bow 
thine ear to my understanding. I want to tell you something, young people. Your parents are a lot smarter than you think they are. Obey your parents. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee. Does God not want you to be blessed? Listen to your parents. The Bible doesn't say when you turn 18, you no longer have to listen to your parents. The Bible doesn't say when you turn 30, you no longer have to listen to your parents. I want to tell you something. I wish my mom and dad were still alive that I could listen to them. Pastors. I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Listen to your, listen to your preacher. Listen to those older, godly men and women who God has placed around your lives. The Bible says, with the ancient is wisdom, and in length of days is understanding. Listen to those spirit-filled church members who are like iron, sharpening iron. Listen to those friends and family members who walk with God. He that walketh with the wise shall be wise. But a companion of fools will be destroyed. Only a fool. Only a fool would seek counsel from this world and from carnal friends. Did you hear me, church? Amen. Only a fool. You say, preacher, are you calling me a fool? If you're listening to this world and you're listening to carnal friends, you are a fool. Amen. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, Know ye not that friendship with this world and worldly friends friendship with this world is enmity with God. You place yourself as an enemy of God's. You have worldly carnal friends that curse and swear and smoke and drink and are immoral. I'm here to tell you you're an enemy of God's. 
There's a lot of Christians who are God's enemies. Should never be so. God has given us his word. He's given us a myriad of godly counselors to speak into our lives. God has also given us his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. God's Spirit, Jesus said, will lead us and he will guide us into all truth. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit, which things also we speak, not with words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. I thank God for the Holy Spirit. Sometimes that Holy Spirit will just put a caution there. I'm going to tell you something I've learned over the years, not to try to figure everything out, but if you have a caution, you better stop. Whoa. Go no further. Thank God for his word. Thank God for godly counselors. Thank God for the Holy Spirit who leads us, guides us, prompts us. And thank God for the tool of prayer. That if any man lack wisdom, let him what? Church what? Ask God for it. Who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Be careful, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. Let me tell you something. If you will employ the word of God, godly counselors, if you'll listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and you will pray for God to lead, guide, and direct your life, let me tell you, you'll be right where God wants you to be. You'll have God's blessing upon your life. But you know what? You're free to choose. Number two. You're not free not to choose. What? You're not free not to choose. To decide not to choose is a what? I'm just not going to make that decision. You just made the decision. You say, well, I, I haven't decided whether to choose God's way. Well, then you made a decision to choose your own way. Jesus said these words, he that is not with me is against me. If you have not chosen to give the Lord your heart, if you have not chosen to walk with Him, if you've not chosen to obey Him in all things that He brings to you, He that is not with me is what? He doesn't bless those who are against Him. You ever notice how we muck up the waters instead of seeing things really clear? There's no middle ground. I think of Elijah, Mount Carmel. 
How long, Israel, will thou halt between two opinions? If Baal be God, are you with me, church? Yeah. If Baal be God, then what? Serve Baal. But if the Lord God be God, then serve him. There's no indecision here. There's no... Listen to, listen to what it says here. But the people answered him not a word. You know what that was? That was a good old-fashioned independent fundamental Baptist meeting with an altar call. And no one came forward. Number three. You are free to choose. But you are not free to choose the consequences of your choice. You're free to choose. But you are not free to choose the consequences of your choice. Listen to what God said through the prophet Jeremiah. He said, I try the reins to give to every man according to his own ways and according to the fruit of his doings. It's not up to you. You cannot decide what the consequences of your wrong decisions are going to be. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. He that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh what? How many times have I preached this principle here at Fellowship? And how many times... How many times has the devil convinced you the preacher doesn't know what he's talking about? I don't believe that. I could choose the consequences of my decisions. And Satan will do his dead level best to try to convince you that your wrong decisions will bring blessing in your life. You're not free to choose. Now, I don't know, always know what the consequences of a decision will be. God has reserved that for himself. I will give to every man according to his ways. So I don't always know what the consequences will be, but I know that Satan's trying to convince you that there won't be any. Paul warned the Corinthians about this when he said, but I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled, tricked Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. It's so simple. Just obey. This isn't, this isn't rocket science. Just obey God. For such are false apostles. False Christ. Transforming themselves into the the ministers of righteousness. <clears throat> Let's just pretend for a moment we're all on the 20th floor of a skyscraper. The window's open. And we're all standing many, many floors above us, only 20 floors below us. And we're there on the 20th floor and we're looking out the window and the window's open. Do you have the free will to jump out that window? Yes or no? 
Now, how many would say that's probably a pretty foolish thing to do? No, it would be pretty foolish to jump out that window. But you don't have the ability to choose that if I jump out that window, nothing's going to happen to me. You jump out that window, guess what? Something is going to happen. Now, I don't know what all is going to happen, but I do know you're going to go splat. You ever heard this statement? You better look before you What does that statement mean? It means you better think about the consequences of your decisions. You better think that thing through. Although you may not be able to choose what the consequences are, there will always be consequences. Number four. You are free to choose, but there will be a day of accounting. Not only are we accountable for our decisions in this life, there's coming a day of reckoning. For the believer, it's called the judgment seat of Christ. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether good or bad, the valley of decision. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. You know what I'm trying to do today as your preacher? I'm trying to persuade you. The judgment seat of Christ is no picnic. The Bible says some men's sins are open beforehand. Everyone sees them. But then some men's sins follow after them. There's an accounting in this life, but I'll tell you what. There's a greater accounting coming when we stand before the Lord. Number five. This is really an important principle here. One big choice will take care of a lot of little choices. One big choice will take care of a lot of little choices. You say, preacher, how does that work? Well, let's use the Ten Commandments as an example. Commandment number one. One big choice. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. You make that big choice, takes care of a lot of little choices to follow after other gods. Yes or no? Yes. Commandment number two. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or bow down to them. The big choice, I'm going to only worship the Lord God. So that takes care of all the other little choices to worship other gods. Commandment number three. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. I am not going to be ashamed of the Lord. I'm going to stand up for Him. I'm going to be counted for Him. You see, one big choice takes care of a lot of the little choices. I'm never going to use the name of the Lord God in vain. 
Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Well, that's a, that's a big choice. It's all but gone out the window. You know what that means? That takes care of so many little choices like, I don't have family reunions on the Lord's day because I don't want to miss church. Thank you for those two amens. I choose not to take a job that forces me to work on the Lord's day. Because I've made the big choice that I'm going to honor the Sabbath. Do you see what I'm saying, church? Make the big choices and they'll take care of all the little choices. Honor thy father and mother. Big choice. That'll take care of all those little choices that your friends are telling you to make. Amen. Thou shalt not kill. I'm not going to hate another person. I'm going to forgive those who said against me last week's message. I'm not going to destroy someone else's reputation with my gossip and with my slander. Thou shalt not commit adultery. I'm going to be faithful to my wife. That means I'm not going to go and view pornography. That means I'm not going to put myself in a compromising position with another woman. I made the big choice. Thou shalt not steal. We'll never take anything that doesn't belong to me. That belongs to someone else. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. Do you see what I'm saying? Those are the big choices that take care of all the little choices. Number six. We're almost done. Well, maybe I just violated thou shalt not bear false witness. You will make many choices in life. But the most important choice was one that I made when I was five years old. And I asked Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and personal Savior. That was the number one most important choice that I ever made in my life. But as many as receive him, it's your choice. To them gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. If you're here today, you listen, if you're here today and you've never chosen Jesus, 
You have made hundreds and thousands of choices in your life, but you missed the most important one. Why don't you choose them today? In the last one, I told you there were seven principles of choice. The last one is God has given us the freedom to choose, but the day of choice is quickly running out. The day of choice is quickly running out. Don't think that you have forever to make up your mind. I wonder how many are in hell today that said, you know what, I'll make that choice tomorrow. But it was the very last sermon they ever heard. Christian, Make up your mind. I'm asking you today to do the same thing that Moses asked his people to do upon entering the promised land. I'm going to ask you to make a choice. We're not playing church. Unbeliever, make up your mind. Your eternal salvation can be secured today. Isn't that an awesome thing? Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Our life is but a vapor. It appears for a little season. It vanisheth away. You may never, listen, unbeliever, you may never have another opportunity to choose Christ. But I know this, you have it right now. You choose Christ, I'm going to tell you something that's going to happen. You will have immediate joy like you never experienced in your life before. I've had a lot of joyful experiences in my life. Think back, probably the most joyful experience in my life, besides getting saved. Most of you have heard my testimony. When I got saved, I was five years old. I can remember the joy, running, shouting, jumping, knocking over the Kool-Aid stand, cookies all over the place. I'm saved, I'm saved. I remember the joy. The Bible talks about joy unspeakable and full of glory. Well, that was me when I got saved. So I think of all the other joy. I guess the second to that would be when I married my precious wife. Oh, I was so happy. And then when our first child was born, I was so happy. And then when our third child was born, I said, are we ever going to have a girl? And then I remember when Bethany was born, and oh, so happy. Remember when Levi was born, said, hope this is the last one. And it was. Remember the joy of seeing my courser. As Jesus saved him. I 
and think of the joy of seeing so many of your lives transformed by the power of Christ. There's no greater joy you'll ever have in life than the day you get saved. You may die today. Jesus may come today. Oh yeah, I heard all that stuff about Jesus coming and time running out. Bible said the day you think not, he's going to show up. So if you say he's not coming today, watch out. Now the last thought I want to leave you with is this. Each time, this is so true, each time you decide against him, whether you're a Christian or an unbeliever, your heart gets a little bit harder. A person becomes very proficient at anything that they do for a long time. Right? Remember the first time you did something it took you so long to do it? The next time it was a little bit quicker and the third time pretty soon it was just an old hat. A person becomes proficient at anything he does for a long time. Some of you have become very proficient at rejecting Christ. Again, I've watched over the years as your heart has grown harder and harder. This is something I've, I've also observed. As your heart has grown harder, so has your countenance and so has your character. Some of you, it's been years. Some of you, I, I can't even remember ever seeing you walk this aisle and get right with God. Each time you decide against him, your heart grows a little bit harder. We're in the valley of decision right now. blessing or cursing. It's up to you. Let's bow our heads. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.